Not afraid to tell it like it is. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon till 3 on AM 900 CHML. All right, you might remember... uh, we talked to the mother of Ryan Robichaud, a 23-year-old man from Burlington uh, who was missing in uh, January. Uh, he was in a car accident over the Christmas holidays, and his mother believes he then received a undigni- undiagnosed uh, uh, brain injury of some sort, or, or this went undiagnosed after the accident. And because his behavior started to change over the next two weeks after the accident, uh, including him uh, going away on a trip, uh, you know, in the car. The next thing you know, he's in Montreal, he's in Boston, he's in California. And she's trying desperately to track her son down, uh, who, when she does chat to him the times that she did, uh, seemed very disoriented, didn't know what was going on. And, and of course, uh, at one point, uh, had found him and got the police to take him uh, to the airport and get him on a plane. But unfortunately, uh, something happened between the plane and him uh, getting on it, and as a result, has been lost ever since. Uh, we've just got news, great news as a matter of fact, that in fact, uh, Ryan has been found, which is great news. This is the, uh, the, the uh, Facebook note that appeared uh, from his mother, Tracy, uh, would like to take the time to thank everyone uh, for all of your help and support in the search for my son, Ryan Robichaud. Uh, we have found uh, my beautiful son in California. He is now safe. However, he does not remember several things that have happened along his journey. Ryan does not remember why uh, he had left Boston, Montreal, or uh, the LAPD in Los Angeles. My son and I have not spoken almost six months. We are trying to reconnect and needing to go home to Canada to get some help for his memory. God has answered our prayers. Ryan is found, and he is now safe. We need lots of positive vibes from everyone now. Uh, Keep praying for a full recovery. God bless all of you and your families. Lots of love comes your way from our family to yours. Sincerely, uh, Tracy Biso Robichaud. So that was the Facebook message that came across. Obviously, we've been trying desperately to get a hold of Tracy, but clearly she's busy with other things. Uh, So hopefully, eventually in the future, we will get a hold of Tracy and find out exactly uh, what transpired and how she got to where she was and of course uh, eventually the great news of finding Ryan. Uh, In the meantime we're going to bring on uh, Timothy Gordon registered social worker uh, and talk about what exactly one has to go through in order to to find uh, one son and Timothy is with us now. Good afternoon Timothy how are you today? Hey, Scott. I'm great. Thanks for having me on the show again. And what a uh, really interesting news story. And I'm so glad to hear about the positive results. Uh, The problem, obviously, was trying to find Ryan. Now that he's been found, where would the parents, where, where does the mother go from here? Yeah. So, I mean, from here, it's about reconnecting with Ryan. And it also, it sounds like from the news reports so far, that he is uh, a bit disoriented, confused, and is missing pieces of time, which is not uncommon for people who have uh, been involved in serious collisions. They may have an acquired brain injury. They may have a number of different symptoms. Um, So it's really going to be about reconnecting with Ryan at this time and taking the time to help him process what's been going on, because it also sounds like uh, a piece of what was going on for Ryan was a choice to, to take on um, a, this lifestyle of, of fleeing from 
his mother and, and from some of the attention that he was receiving. Do we know that? Ti- do we know that, Timothy? I mean, is it a case of it a choice, or is it that he is having these issues and 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 he's not aware of what he's doing? Yeah, I mean, that's a that's a great question. Um, there's a investigator who had filed a report who was apparently working pro bono who had said that this was a choice that, that uh, Ryan Robichaud was making. Um, but I think you're bringing up a great point, which is what happens to somebody's, let's say, uh, consent or ability to be able to make some of these choices when they're in a state of mind that may be hmm. um, altered or they may be in a really distressed place. Is it possible that he may not be distressed at all and that this is just a pure choice and um, mom's using this just to try to track him down? I, you know, I, I really, really highly doubt that. In many cases that I've worked with where somebody has become uh, transient and has become a missing person, issues like this typically lead to people being in a really, uh, just a really dark space. And they tend to be avoiding, and they also tend to be making really high-risk-taking decisions in their life. Um, when you ask some of these people to slow down and you connect with their experience and invite them to connect with the experience, they'll tell you things like, wow, I, I didn't realize the, uh, let's say, the almost vacuum that they get sucked into with some of the, some of the choices that they make. And do you think, uh, and I get we're all only speculating, obviously, at this point, but do you think that there's, that trauma from this car accident played a role in this? Absolutely. Um, you know, motor vehicle collisions uh, often... I guess my point is here, Tim, is that the question is, if, if, if what he's experiencing is, an, an, if what he's experiencing is caused from trauma from an, from an accident, how is he making choices? That's a, yeah, so here, here's the point, is that, and maybe we need to get into the idea around what I mean by the word choices. Um, somebody who is uh, reacting to a traumatic event who may be diagnosed with post-traumatic stress, which is very common, we see this mm-hmm. in uh, motor vehicle collisions, it's a very high rate of people, um, that may look really different in a variety of people. So we may see people who then... Um, and, you know, when I say make choices, what I mean is just being really reactionary to some of the things that's going on. I guess my point was, so he's not like he's trying to get away from his family. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't okay. assume that. All right, I sorry. I misinterpreted you then. Go ahead. Yeah, no. Well, here's a really great example. I mean, you know, and we see this really frequently with motor vehicle collisions is that um, people will oftentimes start to really question, you know, what is it that I'm doing with my life? And, and they start to challenge their own uh, their own values. But this doesn't sound like that. This sounds like somebody who's in a really painful place, um, again, really trying to escape a lot of those feelings. Um, I mean, we're hearing reports of him traveling from various different areas, uh, camping out in the back of, uh, of a church, and I believe that was in Palm Springs. Mm-hmm. And when news came that there were people looking for Ryan. Um, it appeared that he fled, that he left um, in order to escape some of that, some of that attention. And I think the assumption that we can make there is that we're talking about somebody who's in a really difficult place, somebody who's suffering, not somebody who is 
really engaged with what is most important to them and, and critically thinking about that. We're talking about somebody who's in a, in a really dark place. So the fact that they haven't spoke for six months, how do they reconnect? That is a really delicate thing, and it completely depends on the type of relationship that the two of them had. Um, I've seen reunions where people are able to connect immediately. They're able to hug, and there's tears, and it's a, it's a tearful and really powerful reunion. I've also seen reunions where people are just confused, and feelings of uh, anger and frustration are coming out. And you have, um, whether it's the parent or whoever it may be who's been looking for that person, is then also having a very hard time processing their own feelings because we know this. When someone goes missing, this creates an entire shift in your world and a variety of very confusing feelings come up, let alone now needing to navigate a system um, of working with police and talking to the media that, you know, we don't have a manual or a handbook for that we can hand somebody or give them a training on this and say, okay, so here's now what you're going to come in contact with, and here's the steps that you need to deal with this. So those reunions can be really delicate and really difficult, and especially when we're talking about somebody who has suffered a, um, a potentially uh, have some uh, post-traumatic sort of symptoms, somebody who has been in a collision and who appears to be, you know, uh, really dealing with those uh, feelings that's come up since then um, in a negative way, it really brings, it, it, it begs the idea here that, wow, this person's going to need some help um, reconnecting with this family member. If, I mean, what is it that they've been avoiding, right? You know, and, and what are those thoughts? What are those feelings? And, and how can we help them work with those thoughts and feelings rather than playing into their escape agenda. Uh, obviously, uh, counseling involved here, but what about doctors, medical, uh, hospital? Like even, you know, if he's had a brain injury of some sort, yeah. uh, obviously they've got to go back and investigate what they missed, no? Absolutely. And, and post-concussion syndrome can be a really painful thing to deal with. Um, and so I, I wonder, yeah, what are the what are the many possibilities that we're, that we're talking about here? And what are the things, what are the treatments that Ryan may have missed out on? What are some of the um, very necessary um, treatments that he could have maybe been engaged in that he may have been missing out on? Um, and, and could those have been contributing to uh, some of these symptoms that he's feeling and some of this avoidance that's going on here? Uh, obviously, I'm guessing, as she, you know, from what we've understood with this note, it, it, that she's hoping to bring him back home. Is it that easy? Is it just, oh, there you are, Ryan, let's go? And let's get yeah, you home so, and, and get you to a doctor. Yeah, again, this, this really can come back to, to some of those really complex and, and, like I said, delicate reunions. I'm, I'm wondering what kind of state of mind Ryan is in and how he's reacting to his mom. I know that um, different media outlets have been reporting, as well as yourself, were just mentioning that um, you know, she's been unavailable to, to connect with. So I wonder how that process is going. Um, some people's reaction to these reunions uh, are really positive. I would say most, but uh, there is a minority of people where their response to, to these reunions, again, it's marred with, with confusion, and that confusion can include feelings of frustration and anger, and especially if there's a lot of things that are going unchecked in Ryan's life here. This may not be a welcome uh, confrontation. You know, it, it may feel more like a confrontation and less like a, a reunion. So this journey, or this, uh, well, yeah, let's call it this journey. This journey could just yeah. be beginning, really, couldn't it? 
Absolutely, absolutely. I can't even imagine what uh, what Tracy was going through. That was my next question. I mean, as a parent, you would be hysterical. Yes, yes. Well, especially with uh, with so many reports of uh, this is quite unusual, by the way, when it comes to cases of missing persons. Um, even when you're working with with transient populations, is you know people, for lack of a better word, sort of um, fleeing as as Ryan has been doing. It it just continues to keep that wound open mm-hmm. time and time again, and contributes to that high level of distress. Um, and we're talking about a journey that hasn't lasted days or weeks, but has lasted months and, and multiple reports over those months. Her ability to be committed to Ryan and to, to continue to look for him and to put uh, resources out there and to fight for connecting with him is really powerful. You know, I mean, we're talking about a really committed parent here. She was planning to go back down at the end of the month. Uh, obviously, something happened prior to that that, uh, that led to him, uh, her discovering him. Yeah, yeah. I've read a few different reports about that. Um, again, one of them being that there was a, a private investigator who had, uh, had been on his trail and was able to, was able to track him down and, and provide that information um, as late as June 3rd. So just a few days ago there. Ryan showed the 23-year-old man from Burlington who went missing in January. We had his mother, Tracy Ann, on, uh, has apparently been found. And, of course, we have calls out to her uh, to try to find out exactly what the rest of the story is. Joining us has been Timothy Gordon, registered social worker. Tim, as always, thanks for the time. Much appreciated. Thanks so much for having me on the show, Scott.